Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 31st episode of the Clockroach Podcast. I'm Robbie. I'm Joshua. And joining us today... Dan. Hey! <laughs> yep, this so, is Thundershot. Yeah, relevant this time, let's actually do the username thing. <laughs> yes, so Thundershot, uh, also known as Dan, you can find him on Eternal as... I go on uh, the... My username on Eternal is Thundershot899. And then also you are on uh, Discord and Reddit as just Thundershot, right? But it is also Thundershot899, but Discord is just Thundershot. Okay. Yep. Any significance to the 899, or is it just there's a lot of under Thundershots out there and you needed you needed something? I'm only the other 898. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Systematic improvements each time. It's iterative iterative design, really. <laughs> All right, so... You and your jargon. Yes. Uh, let's just jive right in. Um, we're going to be talking about ETS this week and some community stuff. But first, play of the week. Oh, yeah. Why don't you lead us off, Thunshot? Okay, so, spoilers. Uh, I made top eight of the ETS. And in the... Better than I've ever done. <laughs> Thank you. In the semifinals, I was facing against Akalia Blue. And it's game one. I'm beating them in the face with uh, Desert Marshals. Good plan. And so I was playing TPJ Midwange. And the deck one's Excel to Accelerate Evolution in the main. Hey. So <laughs> they play Akalia. And I'm in now a bit of a buff, sh- buff shape, but I have the second Accelerate Evolution in my hand because I used the first one on Desert Marshal to apply more pressure. I utilized the second Accelerate Evolution to pop the Aegis, and oh. then utilized the Vanquish in my hand to kill it to, to allow me clear access to kill them over the next, to clear access to kill them over the upcoming turns. Sorry. Smart. I love using... I love using cards that were never intended to be played on the opponent's units to pop Aegis's. It's fun. <laughs> it's just a good time. <laughs> that yeah. sounds awesome. Good thinking, Dan. Yeah, that, that's actually a line of play I don't think a lot of people would catch on to. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I've been watching people, and they can do things like that, and they just forget. Yeah. Like, it can be the right line, and you look at your cards, and you think this is for this purpose, and sometimes forget how flexible they are. It also could be that Accelerated Evolution kind of reads like a weapon a little bit yeah i've forgotten sometimes that you can't destroy it like it's a like an aura and magic right right yeah (laughs) so uh josh let's hear your play of the week yeah so i made a stupid film deck which attempts to combine three items of jank into the same deck and hopefully win with one of them and those things are unstable form plus magis of the mist film cauldron and Jeral Iceheart, all in the I'm same sorry? deck. I'm sorry? Uh, what? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it pains you to listen to that. Uh, but I got Jeral off for the first time the other day. Um, used a Levitate, pumped him up, uh, swung in. My opponent had quite a board, and I thought, okay, this is great. I'll hit a Celestial Omen. I'll hit a Scouting Party. I'll hit a Death Strike. And I hit a Suffocate which was totally useless on the board anyway. <laughs> Did one to everything. 
Um, ended up winning because of flyers, but still. For a first oh. time, getting it to work, it was really oh, disappointing. No. Even when Jerome works, he sucks. I know. But that deck is fun. There's nothing better than unstable forming your Magus of the Mist and getting a another 6-6 six, six flyer to go with the dragon. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Rob? All right, so I have been spending, uh, in the time between my three uh, simultaneous group projects, research papers and tests and stuff, <gasps> when I can play Eternal, I've been playing the uh, the Gunsmith combo deck. Because it's just so much fun. Do you mean the Chandler combo? No. <laughs> no, don't you do that to me. <laughs> Sorry? No. <laughs> so it's not a good deck. It's not even remotely good, but I love it. It's the kind of thing I like to do where I just sometimes, like, one out of every six games, I think, I just win, and it just happens, and it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was playing that deck, and I, I had what I guess is the dream curve. Which is, on turn three, you play your first card, which is Felm Bloodcaster. <laughs> then, on turn four, you play the Spymaster, which I'm really learning just sucks. Like, that <laughs> card is just bad. Oh, my. It dies to everything. It doesn't survive your, uh... Oh, I'm totally blanking on the name. Strain... Strain to Shadow. Yeah, it totally blanks out... Like, it, it makes Strain to Shadow bad. And, like, it's just not a good card. But when you curve Bloodcaster into Spymaster... Into Gunsmith, into Double Mirror Image on Gunsmith, into another Gunsmith. <laughs> like, something magical just happens, and it's lovely. <laughs> I, I would have to read, let's see. That's, that's the so first nice. one is for three, then four, then five, then six. <laughs> that's so nice. <laughs> and then I probably just, like, torched them to finish it <laughs> off. It was a good time. <laughs> so I, I take it you're not a fan of that deck, then? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Are you still there? <laughs> yeah, sorry, did you not hear me the first time? Oh, uh, no, no I, we didn't. Yeah, there wasn't any audio on our end. So this part can just be cut out? I... <laughs> that mm. would... Rec- you know what? I'm going to take this as a challenge to learn editing. We will try. I'll cut that out, but I'll leave in the part where you asked about cutting it out. <laughs> Yes, okay, uh, we'll at 6.38. Hold on, let me make, make a little it. note. Oh, I can write it down here. Okay, so... Yeah, so, we saw. No, really no, no, no worries, man. This is a very experimental setup. You, you've listened to us before. You know that we are if low you, budget. If you think we have any idea what we're doing, then you have, like, <laughs> you've been misinterpreting the show. <laughs> also, thank you for thinking that. Yes. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, what do you think of the Gunsmith combo deck? I have attempted it. I have tinkered with it to an extreme ex- extent. It is very fragile, but when it gets off, it feels so good. I know! <laughs> oh, just having eight Westwind Heralds and then seeing oh, a gosh. Sandstorm Titan kind of ruin your day. It's <laughs> You still hit them for 14. <laughs> maybe, if they don't have other things. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that, that deck is fun. The combo is fun. Um, Spymaster is the worst card in the deck, and it's not close. Man. <laughs> So, so yeah, uh, that that wraps up play of the week. You want to move yep. on to ETS? I think we should. All right, so um, Thundershot, why don't you tell us a little bit about what happened this last week? I went all the way to the finals and got second place. Yeah, with Cambrai Pig Range. You could... I like to call it a shimmerless, shimmering Cambrai. 
you're not getting Combray Pig Range to be the name of that deck. I'm it's not try. happening. <laughs> uh, so, what was your list like? Just like pure stompy mid range. Yeah, like explain like what you were thinking when you put it together for the tournament. So, I want to go for a relatively sturdy, high value, kind of stompy sort of list with uh, two Solsos and four Sandstone Titans and four Awakened Students. Ooh. I did do some weird stuff, hmm. such as uh, one two slows in the main. Oh, cool. Yeah, that, that's that, that's a weird choice. <laughs> that is really interesting. I haven't seen slow since like the witching hour days, and that was oh, that was brutal. And you know just what? Cut. Mm-hmm. Sorry. The card is just really good. It gets you a bunch of information. It can by the time you kill them, the card that you double is usually mm-hmm. never going to see play. Right. So you can assign like a harsh rule, a sandstone titan. Even some removal just to gain some more tempo. Yeah, yeah. Like, the only card I think that's actively kind of bad to hit is, like, Seraph, where a turn six Seraph is still really threatening. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, everything I, else is just fair game. I forget if I've mentioned it, but I've played it in Praxis midrange, and I like it there. So in, in TJP, that's really interesting. Yeah, especially when you're worried about Harsh Rule, but not worried about turn ten. <laughs> like, that's that's actually a really good combination of things. Like, yeah. if they get to 10, I lose. And if they play Harsh Rule, I lose. Slow sounds amazing. <laughs> Did you play any Backlash or Stand Together? I do have two Stand Togethers in the main and another two in the side. Nice. I like it. Yeah. I, I mean, I just... I love that faction combination. Yeah. <laughs> TJP is so much fun. <laughs> that's such a good sideboard. Oh, you get all the best stuff. You get, uh... What was in your side deck? If you have it with you. So all the cards are two infinite hourglass, two protect, one slow, three decay, two polymorph, two stand together, two rain of frogs, and one crystallize, which which is the third crystallize in the entire list. That's nice. Crystallize is a big deal when it comes to, uh... Especially those Combre matchups where everything just kind of gets cluttered and dumb. I think it's kind of hilarious. You don't have any units in the side deck, do you? Is it all just spells? Technically polymorph? (laughs) Yes, okay. You're not wrong. I mean, you are. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. Um, But, wow. I mean, I guess when I've played, I usually have something dumb like hunting Terriax in there, but you really just need the core of units with variable spells. Hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, that, like, the, uh... I mean, it makes sense either way, I think, to have units or to go unitless with the side deck, mm-hmm. but what having a really, uh... A side deck like that allows you to do is it really allows you to optimize the spells that are currently in the deck... Because I imagine you can't cut units very often because you just need a certain density of them. Yeah. But, like, in matchups where slow is really bad, you'll find either Backlash or Reign of Frogs is doing, like, the effect that you wanted, but better. Mm-hmm. What kind of matchups did you like facing in the in the tournament? Basically, everything but Big Convoy. Oh. I mean, it's, it's a good thing you brought this now and not, like, months ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I although although Combray is kind of a thing. They kind are, of sort of a thing. <laughs> well, it's like, it's almost a mirror match, but I feel like they're just better at the long game in, in every way. 
Like you have you have Siroth as well. You have Stand Together, but were you playing Harsh Rules? No Harsh Rules. No Harsh Rules. Yeah. The only thing close to a board wipe is Crystallize. Okay. And like that that's not that's like the kind of effect that you want in that matchup, but it doesn't overpower things like uh, Mystic Ascendant or Vodacon or. Uh, Right. I don't even know. I don't think Photocon's that much of a, a big deal anymore. But, but like, <laughs> ascendant, ascendant is a real pain. Ascendant for is the thing. Like I, people are realizing how. And Marshall Lionfall. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, how many? Uh, did you? How many matchups did you have against uh, Big Combry over the course of the tournament? Zero. Zero. Ho ho! That explains some things, actually. <laughs> it does. So, um, <laughs> so really nice. I, my follow-up question was going to be how many Martial Ironthorns got ultimated at you, but oh I guess gosh. that also answers that question. No, there were actually were some Martial Ironthorns. Ooh, really? Because I faced, yeah, because I faced, uh, Haru Control. Oh my goodness. Akalia Blue that I talked about before. With, with Martial? Uh, oh. And some other random lists. That's... Most of them got vanquished or promo-fostered. Oh, nice. yeah. That's really funky. Him in Icaria Blue? Huh. I mean, I guess getting... The thing with Icaria Blue is that you're just playing Huru Control, which traditionally lacks win conditions. True. But then you also need to get to triple fire to play your win condition. Yeah. So having a card that makes your uh, Seats of Glory actually give you double fire seems not awful. Definitely not. I, I'm interested to know what they took out, but I guess that would be another interview. <laughs> So, explain to us, why are you still playing a carrier blue? <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Uh. <laughs> now, so something that I think is really cool, um, Dan, is that you have been one of the pioneers of the team testing for tournaments in Eternal. Tell us what it was like when you started out testing with other people, like, consistently. So, the first time I really started consistently testing with someone uh, would go back to Toth shortly after the first invitational mm. after I helped him in that we just did some testing with Shimmel Pack and all of that uh, flash forward to a couple weeks before the second invitational ONG Eternal announced the Pillars of Mar team event yes which... <laughs> good times sorry so, me, Shed, and Rewind ended up making a team for that. Mm-hmm. And me and Shed were both going to the Invitational, so we decided, hey, we're already in a team testing some. Why not this also test for the Invitational? So, that happened. And then, after the Invitational, we decided to keep the team. And then, we've been adding more people to it as time goes along. We're currently at seven people. Awesome. That is that is a lot of people. It's really impressive. Uh so, as a team, like, is are they people that you would say, hey, I would like to test, um, say, Thursday evening, are you free then? Or is that something that, like, if you're on and they're also on, um, then you'll do it more Im- improvised? Yeah, it's more like the latter. Mm-hmm. Just someone will say, hey, is anyone on and able to test? Someone will reply and say... Yes, I can test for an hour or two. Then they'll talk 
about what they're going to test or what matchups yeah. or just even discuss. Right. That sounds um, so useful. I was going to ask, like, with seven people, is there, like, <clears throat> how do you guys coordinate all of that information? Like, where do you, do you, like, discuss results or does everyone track their own thing or do you guys oh, yeah. keep your own, like, own little spreadsheet that everyone updates and accesses or do you all just bring your own information to the table when you're discussing? So, we all have our own uh, skills. Mm-hmm. Very particular sets of skills. <laughs> so, we try and help everyone by trying to spread that skill and just the knowledge in general among the group. Yeah. Well, that, that is something I've noticed about you, is that you specialize in TJP. Like, you're nearly always playing some variant of Cambrai, uh, often with Primal in there, too. And so I, I think it makes a lot of sense to get people who are very experienced with certain strategies on a team together. That is actually something I would like to know. What would it take for you to make a serious run at a tournament <laughs> and not play Seraph? <laughs> because I get it, I understand. I'm just curious where the line in the sand is. Yeah. I have played Haru, Haru Agus in the ETS on an <laughs> actual normal week. I've also played Deadly Wad, but that was on a slightly more casual week. Deadly Wand! <laughs> oh my god. That is... You sent me, like, screen... I, I don't remember if you sent screenshots, but you sent me some of, like, the like, stupid board states that you would produce, oh. I think. That was... I tried playing Aegis Rod again. No, I remember. No, we played. Yeah. That's that's where I saw that. You played me with that deck, and you're like, you you need to see this stupid thing. That's great. And then you destroyed me. That's so great. <laughs> it was really funny. Oh, I, I'm actually kind of looking forward to just after... You know, a little while after set two starts to settle down when that happens, and everyone is like... Whoa, there's more Divining Rod stuff. And That's, then everyone starts... No. No. I think it's gonna happen. No! Yep. Cards. Yes. <laughs> Mark your calendars for the Divining Rod explosion that'll last probably one day. Actually, you know what? We're gonna do a thing. What? Have, uh... It, so, Thundershot, have you ever watched the, uh, the Magic Show? Uh, by host... It was a show that is not that frequent anymore. It was hosted by Evan <coughs> Irwin. Yes. Yes, okay, uh, Josh, have you, are you familiar? I'm not. So, this was Evan Irwin and uh, Brad Nelson would do set reviews mm. for every set. Pie bet? Yep, pie bet. Are we really doing a pie bet? Oh, yes, we're doing a pie bet. Oh, gosh. Okay, so loser is going to get pie in the face. <laughs> now, this might be, we are college students, this might be a tiny, like, uh, convenience store mini pie. It might also be one that we just eat afterward. Or it might just be whipped cream in a tin. <laughs> Who knows? It's movie magic, but pick okay, okay. let's let's say okay. Let's say a month and a half or no, a month. We'll give it a month. Cool. One month after the launch of set 2. Yeah. If if wand rod, <laughs> rod whatever it is, yeah, Dex. I, I misnamed it at first. Aren't yeah. tier 1 or tier 2? Oh, or haven't put up a top eight okay, in okay. a significant tournament. I like that. I like that. Okay. So, Thundershot, you're officiating this bet. You've, you've acknowledged this happened, right? 
You're the witness. This has happened. Cool. <laughs> you can't back out of this. Okay. You've just ensured that I'm going to only play Divining Rod at tournaments now. <laughs> <laughs> There's pie on the line. Oh, man. That's that's going to be a thing. That's going to be very funny. Anyways. Uh, oh, you'll finally get to see my face. So, yeah, that's it. You know what? You just watched happen. Live us taking yet another thing from a magic show and incorporating it into our podcast. That's what we do, y'all. <laughs> We do it well, that's all yeah. I can say. <laughs> Anyways, um, what we, were ta- we were talking about... Um, right, we were talking about what would it take to get you to play Not Seraph. And through the joke, there's a legitimate question there. Like, wh- how, like, why do you feel so attached to Combrai? Is it just like it's your play style, or is it just... I, I love Combrai just because I love activating Seraph and playing Combrai Healer. I love those cards. They're really, really fun to play. Yeah. So what about you? I opened three softs in my uh, reward packs for being in closed beta. Have a look back. Still don't have enough <laughs> stones to craft all of Stone Skull. Oh, uh, I think I remember when you told me about that. That does make sense. I mean, that's that is certainly one reason to push hard in the Combray. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so when you when you first picked up the game uh, way back in closed beta, what was it that made you want to keep playing? Sorry, what was that you cut out? Oh, sorry. Um, I asked, when you first picked up the game way back in closed beta, what was it that made you want to keep playing? Oh. 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 Hold on. Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa what's... What is happening? I do not know. Hello? Can you hear us? Hello? Sorry, wow. Oh, I, I, did a, I did a thing I did not mean to do. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> did you hear the question? What's keep, what kept me in in closed beta? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Good. I didn't screw up that badly. I screwed up badly, but not as bad as it could have been. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. I oh. guess the answer to that question, if I can answer it at this point, mm-hmm. would be the great community, both on Discord and Reddit, and also the many streamers. Ah. Are you actively attempting to segue us into the next segment? Is that is that what you're doing? Is that the end goal? <laughs> because well, what would make you think that? <laughs> so, our next segment uh, that we wanted to talk to you about is community and community leadership, especially because turns out you're a moderator on a couple of things. You're a natural-born podcaster too. My goodness, that segue. <laughs> You know, some people train their entire lives, but other people are just born with the gift. The <laughs> gift to transition seamlessly from one topic into a actually kind of related topic. Yeah. yeah so what it, I mean, I, I've never really talked to a Reddit mod much. I don't know many of the mods very well. Um, what What is it like? How is it be different from just being a community member? Oh, we cut out. Hello? We did? Yes. Oh, man. Uh, hold on. Okay, we are back together. Okay. The name of this cast is Josh Repeats Himself, because we keep cutting out. So what I'm learning is that for future podcasts, Discord is not going to be my method of uh, communication. (laughs) Skype from now on. I will find a way to cut out the stupid problems that happened with the uh, Luminous, uh, not interview, but the Luminous podcast. Oh, that was... Listening back on that, it was pretty painful. Oh, uh, can you hear us? 
No! Happened again? Yeah, I think my computer's dropping. Uh-oh. Okay. Everything's breaking. <laughs> I am noticing that. <laughs> okay, okay. Hear that. So, uh, we are we were gonna ask you what it's like to moderate to be a mod like on Reddit. What does that mean? Like, what is the kind of stuff that you have to do, and do you enjoy it? Like, what is what drew you to want to do that? Well, so I'm not just a mod on Reddit. I'm also I've very recently became a moderator on the Discord. Nice. That that was basically me wanting to become a moderator was basically basically pushed by me wanting to do more for the community. I don't have the technology to live stream or make video. I'm not that good at making articles, mm. but I wanted to do something to help the community more than I was. So moderating seemed like the best bet. Yeah, if nothing, if you take nothing away from this show other than this, it should be that don't let your lack of technical ability get in the way of giving something to the community. This is like what we live for. <laughs> it's the only... <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I love it. Continue. <laughs> well, it's usually just a uh, scan with the, the subreddit making sure that everything's in order, uh, dealing with some stuff behind the th scenes, making sure that everything is easy to access, mm. that anyone causing a ruckus is dealt with appropriately. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're a bouncer is what I'm hearing. So, okay, my next question is, how much do we have to do to get a clockroach thumbnail on Reddit? Because that's, that's all we really need. <laughs> Right, like yeah, a little bit, <laughs> like a flare. Yeah, like... flare. There we go. I was looking for the name. Oh, clock clock we need, we need that clockwork. No, I'm, I'm joking, of course, but <laughs> I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Insider connections. Yeah, we'll, we'll get because there's clock because there's clockwatches. There'll be just for two of them. Yeah, and I'll get one and I'll give some away. Give one away to someone else, and <laughs> you can deal with it, Josh. <laughs> Is, well, as long as yours is the 3-3 three, three and the other is the 2-2, two, two, I will be fine with that. Okay. <laughs> so, um, <coughs> how does a moder... I mean, there's a lot of differences, but what about the moderating on Discord? What is What kind of form does that usually take? It's a little bit more hands-on. Hmm. Well, an issue comes up, and since Discord is much more live, uh usually involves talking to the person in private messages or reminding people about the rules or oh, yeah. occasionally when absolutely necessary deleting a message or two mm -hmm. yeah uh so, you you had to step in and stop me from posting something into content creation which fair it wasn't strictly eternal related but uh yeah. <laughs> oh, you got uh, you got on the bad side. Well, I mean, I uh, I so the most recent humble bundle is a bunch of streaming stuff oh, okay. that you can pick up for like a dollar. Yeah. And I posted it there because I thought, you know what, maybe some people want to start streaming. But makes sense, you're right. That belonged yeah. that belonged it off topic. Mm-hmm. Um. So on the subreddit, well, I'm just interested because. It does seem to be a very hands-off approach that is taken, and really the subreddit gets to rise and fall with the flow of what people want to talk about for the most part. Um, what are the rules that the mods 
want to enforce in order to see a healthy subreddit. Because we know there's going to be complaints and there's going to be, you know, all kinds of the same topics that get brought up. Like, there's going to be discussion on Sandstorm Titan. I was thinking that exact same thing. <laughs> we do not try and stifle creativity or mm. stifle debates in general or any negative complaints. We are not just going to delete every single thing that goes against Direwolf 20. If there was criticism and the person comes at it in an appropriate way, it is more than fine to be there. Totally makes and sense. En- and encouraged. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I would prefer that it be there. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of place where that kind of opinion can get voiced. And, you know, I don't have a ton of complaints with this game, but there's stuff that comes up every once in a while, and it's just like, hey, it would be great if this could get fixed or... Definitely. Or at least, or like, acknowledged. And Reddit is, especially with online games, Reddit is a great place for people to voice those opinions. Yeah, I think there there is sometimes either a fear of being negative at all, or a propensity to be completely negative and to miss uh, to miss the larger point. And so I think it does make a lot of sense to, for the most part, just let ideas go um, and let ideas be expressed, and you know people will reply as they want to. Is is the main thing that you do? Is that would be moderating personal attacks and stuff like that. Yeah, making sure that if anyone's in a thread just swearing all over the place, going crazy, stuff along those lines, mm-hmm. that it's dealt with in an appropriate ma- manner. I liked that. I figured what that would be about, what it uh, involves, but was was curious as to the procedure you would, you would go about and like the criteria for if something would be a problem or if it's just, you know, the way that a subreddit works. There was a list of rules available on the subreddit and those who don't follow the rules are subject to the punishment of breaking them. <laughs> I mean, that is that is typically how I would describe punishment working. So yeah, that, that system works. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Josh. Hey. Would you like to move into our next segment? And this is going to be a fun one. Surprise topic. Yes. All right, listeners. Get your pens and paper ready. Dan, don't consult any rulings. Because we have... Da-da-da-dun. The game show. What happens when... What happens when is an eternal rules quiz where I have prepared 10 game scenarios. Your job, along with Rob, who's already seen the questions, already formulated his answers so that they won't be influenced by yours. He doesn't know the correct answers, though. You will tell me what you think happens after I read each of these scenarios. Now, listeners, you guys pay attention too. We'll try and move at a pace where you can also think about the questions. And then at the end, we'll go over how the rulings actually work out in-game. Right, so, and I'm going to keep a little tally mark right here to see who's going to win this. Like, oh, to, to, be, to be clear, on my phone, I have the ten answers because I've been told just the questions so far. Right. So, my answers are locked in. They're not going to change based on whatever you say, Thundershot. So. Also, uh, it is very important that the winner 
makes as big a deal out of it as they as they can. So, uh, <laughs> bloating is encouraged. Yes. This is this is not uh, eternal. So, bwahahaha will always be taken in the right way. It's always the right way. It is. Um, anyway, the questions start off easier, but they get more complicated. So, we're gonna go right off with number one. Are you ready? I really hope that didn't drop. No, I don't think the call dropped. Uh, are you, you ready? Oh, oh, hold on. No, it dropped. It, dropped. <laughs> it says it's fine on our end. Ah, ah. Just repeat the question. Oh, okay. That sound dropped. Okay, okay. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, we have not actually done the first question yet, so okay. We haven't. But, yeah, jumping into it. Um, so, let me know your answer after I read you the question. I control a Soulfire Drake. My opponent plays Permafrost on it. Next turn, I play an Infinite Hourglass and attack. In response, my opponent casts Decay on the Infinite Hourglass, destroying it. What happens? Permafrost was destroyed when the Infinite Hourglass was played. The Soulfire Drake gets to continue hitting the person's face. What do you think happens? I wrote down... You have a non-exhausted Soulfire Drake at the end of your turn. Also, send me your deck list. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So what happens? <clears throat> so, uh, Thundershot is correct. Now, when the Drake gains endurance, Permafrost actually breaks off. It doesn't just uh, stick around and not stun. It actually goes to the void. So, the Drake will attack and then become exhausted at the end of the turn. Ah! Yep. Okay, so that's that's one against me. <laughs> one for Dan. All right, question two. I control a treasury gate and equip a life drinker. What are the stats and abilities of the Minotaur I receive? Two two no life steal. What do you think? Two two vanilla. So same. Exactly. Life All drinker right. gives the player life steal. It does not have life steal as a weapon. Therefore, the Minotaur will never have life steal. Don't say that. We can give him life steal. We can believe. We can play Treasury uh, Gate Righteous Fury. <laughs> we can we can get there. <laughs> Alright, number three. My opponent plays permafrost on my false false prince. I play decay and destroy the permafrost. Is the is the prince a frog? Yes. Rob? Uh I said the prince is not a frog. Rob is correct. Playing Decay on an opponent's permafrost on your false prince will not turn the, prin the prince into a frog. It just destroys the permafrost. Uh, which can be relevant. I was surprised that I didn't actually remember how that worked, so I had to test it again today. So, I feel like that wasn't always true. Like, I feel like I've been in scenarios where that went the other way, like, I months wonder. and months ago. Like, I, I feel like I've been in that situation and it did happen where he turned into a frog. I really wouldn't be surprised. But I, I'm it. pretty sure it makes sense that he doesn't. Yeah, because I just tested it today to check to make sure. Um, Alright, number four. My 5-5 five, five Reinarch is blocked by two Wump Party Starter, which are bluffing one another, or buffing one another and are currently 3-3. Three, three. What is the final board state after combat? Zero damage dealt to your opponent's face. One Wump is dead. The other one is alive. Alright, what do you think, Rob? I said the board is wumpless and devoid of Reinarchs. Yeah, so, 
Dan is correct. Ah. Uh, I thought that it would be the way that Rob said, where two damage would be marked on the wump and it would die after the second wump, which was buffing it, also died. But in a very strange uh, interaction, uh, which doesn't make sense with some of the other damage things, uh, the wump is a 2-1 after combat and then heals to a 2-2 at the end of turn. That is bizarre. Isn't that weird? So it's like there isn't external damage marked on it. Well, it's almost more like they don't allow that type of buff to kill it. It is Or that like type that. of debuff to kill it, but, like, that could just be a, a uh, status of damage indicator. Like, yeah. Like, the way that the damage works. I don't know. I was surprised, and I lost that game. Um, <laughs> that was the question that inspired me to make this quiz. You, you texted me like a week ago with this, not a week ago, how long ago was it? It was like five days, yeah. yeah. You texted me a while ago and you're like, I have an amazing idea. <laughs> and I gotta say, this is much better than that stupid quiz I gave you on cards that you obviously remembered. Because that was you, funny. <laughs> I thought I was gonna get you with cards that you haven't seen before, and it was just like, nope, you remembered all the cards. <laughs> Alright, number five. I attack my opponent's Knight Chancellor Siroth with a Stone Scar Maul. They respond by ambushing in a Desert Marshal and attempting to silence my Statuary Maiden. I cast Torch on the Desert Marshal, killing it. How does the combat resolve? The Stone Scar Maul does not hit so off. The Desert Marshal is killed, turned into a cudgel, and brought to your hand. Then the uh, Statuary Maiden is silenced. And the tone goes as noble. Hmm. Does the opponent take any damage? Yes, because it has overwhelm. What do you think? Well, my answer was three words, and it was Malgo's face. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel like encapsulates the answer, but yeah. So I would not be surprised if I'm wrong on this. Yeah, so the interesting thing here is that if you ambush in Desert Marshal and don't silence anything, it automatically blocks. However, if you attempt to silence an enemy unit, yeah, it hasn't blocked yet. So, the maul would still hit Seraph. Oh, man! Yeah. Um, so there's actually a choice to be made there where you need to decide if you want assurance of killing, um, the, or of blocking, or if you want to ad additionally try and silence something. I did not... Actually, Sorry. You that go. is actually really useful information. I was yeah. gonna say, how has that not been relevant up until now? Like... <laughs> I know I've used it for killer in the past. That makes total sense, too. Wow, oh my god. Yeah. I've played so many Desert Marshals, how do I not know this? <laughs> yeah, it, Surely I must have been blown out at least once. It creates another priority <laughs> window. Uh, something like Scorpion Wasp never has this problem, because <clears throat> it instantly blocks when it comes into play. That's um, the same reason why you sometimes don't want to shimmer pack your opponent's unit. That's, that's then right! Because a window to response. Yeah, because Shimmer Pack only creates a response window for your opponent if that if you try to target one of their things. That's, huh? <laughs> don't don't drop don't drop your laptop. I don't want to drop the laptop that's already been dropped twice. Um, Wait, since you've owned it? Yes. How you haven't even owned it? That oh, is this okay? Never mind. Oh, this is not the new one. Okay, never mind. <laughs> um, this is the old one. Anyway, number six, I cast Annihilate on my opponent's Huru emissary. They respond with Protect. I respond to Protect with Torch. They respond to Torch with Finest Hour. What is the final board state, and how many cards has my opponent drawn? 
can I have a moment so I could write this down on a piece of paper? Totally. Right. And and for relevant for um for this is actually really relevant. In response to means that the initial spell has not resolved yet. That's like, that right. Hasn't, it hasn't actually gone through. All of the spells are floating over the Huru emissary while this is happening. This this question, the core of this question that threw me off mm-hmm. was the fact that I could not remember, I could not recall for the life of me, oh, gee. the text of Huru Emissary. <laughs> and I know what so it is. So I know... Sorry, go. So you want to know the board state itself? Yeah, um, assuming that Not hand size. Oh, not hand size, but how many cards they drew uh, that turn, besides the initial card, and then also what the whether the emissary is alive or not. Four cards are drawn. Emissary is alive. It is a... Ooh, thorough. Fi- it is a 5-2, and it does have Aegis on it, depleted, though. Very thorough. What yeah. do you think, Rob? So I said, uh, opponent keeps Emissary, has drawn four cards, and the Emissary is a 5-2. Both of you are exactly right. Yep. I'm going to give you a bonus half a point for getting the Aegis thing, because <laughs> I missed out on that. Yeah, so that sequence of that sequence of spells will leave the emissary alive. All right, question seven. My opponent controls a Dawnwalker. I play Plague, reducing the Dawnwalker to three zero. They then play their eighth power, a Xenon Obelisk and a Sandstorm Titan. Does the Dawnwalker return? And if so, what is it? Dawnwalker does not return. And Rob? Dawnwalker does not return. That's right. Units with zero health don't return from the void, even if they would be buffed past zero health afterward. Good job knowing that. I feel like that's a weird thing. Like I, I, I feel like if that's the kind of thing that in a game like, a paper game like Magic would make sense. Mm-hmm. But in this game, you can have it so that the game can check to see <coughs> if it would be okay. Yeah, well, I think it's weird in that um, if you have Xenonobelisk and you play a unit like Dawnwalker, which now has five strength but doesn't before, I think it's weird that that returns Dawnwalkers when they can't come back if they have zero. Like, Obelisk applies instantly, but also doesn't apply instantly there. Also, you trying to trick us by saying how big is the Dawnwalker (laughs) and, like, yeah. Couldn't help it. All right. Question 8. You guys are doing pretty well. I am casting Torrent of Spiders with two units in the void. In response to casting Torrent of Spiders, my opponent annihilates my fevered scout. How many Direfang Spiders do I create? See, this is the kind of question that only a Callus player would know. Yeah. You say what? Two. Alright, what do you think? I said two. That's right. So I actually, this is one that I wasn't sure of before, because Torrent of Spiders shows the number of spiders you're getting as you cast the spell. Uh, Turns out, if your opponent kills something and adds another unit to the set of three that it judges by in the void, it will adjust that visibly uh, before it resolves, and you'll get two spiders. Card permanence! Yeah! Gotta love it. (laughs) 
All right, number nine. I don't like this one. This one is <laughs> this one is asking a bit much of me. This one's a little dumb. <laughs> uh, I play Elysian Pathfinder, which gives the top unit of my deck Echo. I draw it, and it is a hibernating behemoth. Now, this is the first time that I've drawn the hibernating behemoth. What size are the two behemoths that are echoed out, and how much life do I gain? It will both be six sixes and you gain full life. Rob? I said six six eight eight and four life. I thought it would work the way Rob said, but it actually works the way Dan ah. said. Yep, they both get <laughs> plus two plus two. Uh, it doesn't stack up on the echoed copy. That make that I mean it makes sense. I'm just sad about it. I know. I the way my thought uh, my thought process was that fate would go first. I thought that too. Yeah. And then because the way it's written out is oh wait a minute actually oh I had my logic totally backwards. If you think oh. about crowd of possibilities, it stacks all the new keywords first. It does. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, I feel stupid now. I like. I was like, oh, because it puts the words last. No, it puts the words first. Totally all right. Yeah, uh, that was an odd one. Um, also, one that'll probably never come up in any decent game. But really, because it involved <laughs> hibernating behemoth, which I still try to play. Um, all right, last question. I control Elin, Queen of the Wilds. My opponent casts Torch on my face. I respond with backlash. The only other primal spell in my deck is Spell Swipe. Does my opponent take two damage? Do I get the torch or both? And the reason for the silence is that no one has cast a Spell Swipe. <laughs> so knowing how that card works requires <laughs> having played it. You say, so, let's you steal a spell, and you're targeting the torch, but then I'm gonna say you, because of the stack, you gain the torch, and I'm going to assume MTG bulls here, and uh, yeah. the backlash fizzles because it has no top. Alright, what do you think? I said the same thing. Uh, you have a torch, and you do not get damage. What that, is... Now, I'm saying that, knowing <laughs> that you're about to tell me that I'm wrong. That would make sense. Um, except for the fact that Island can't pull... Uh, she can't pull the spell swipe in that situation. I'm sorry? Yeah. Backlash goes off, spell swipe never gets played, and they take two damage. You ah! I know, I know. <laughs> I thought it would work like that. I thought it, oh my spell God. swipe would override the backlash. You see, here's the thing: there, you only listed you only listed one playable card, and it was torch. <laughs> <laughs> These are corner oh, man. cases. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Okay. So the final score is uh, me with five out of ten. Jesus. Ouch. <laughs> And Dan, you got seven and a half out of ten nice. because you got you got seven out of ten, but I gave you a bonus point for getting the uh, the depleted Aegis on the one question. Yeah, and that's essentially what I would have got too. I had to test uh, nearly all of these that I didn't already know. If any of these are wrong, they're the ones that I must not have tested, and I would feel ashamed. But I believe that's how they all work, and I was mistaken or did not expect at least three of them. Yeah, that was that last one is. 
<laughs> what? Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awfully weird. Oh man, that is like if you had talked to us about cards that people have actually, you know, put in a deck, we I'm would not, have done better. I'm not gonna do that. Would actually that. Be a bug. Yeah, <laughs> I could easily see that being a bug. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, um. We do have one other thing we could talk about yeah. uh, this week. We have there was a LSV had a spoiler sort of. He did. There are supposed to be three new cards revealed this week, and guess what? We already got one. I mean, we already had one. Okay. <laughs> Dan, are you aware of this card? Yes, and I'm also well of, of the other two. Oh, exciting! I have not actually seen the other two. Well, so we don't know the text yet. We uh, have the art, and we mo- have the faction of at least one of them. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about now. The art is sweet. Uh, did you ever see that? No. I'll show you. I need to see it. Yeah, it's uh, it's on a Reddit thread. Do you remember what thread it's Ninjas. on? Ninjas. 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 Oh, my. Oh, because the Oni are kind of samurai-esque. No, it cannot be Wakano colors, because we know for a fact that all three of the new cards in this promo quest are going to be from unsupported faction. Well, that's true. Yeah. However, the ninjas and the samurai famously did not get along. So it doesn't have to be Rikano. This could be the, um... This could be, uh... Oh, like the Oni's rivals. Yes. Yeah. Oh, um, what if they're the Skycrag? Wouldn't that be sweet? That'd be that, real sweet. But maybe that's why we haven't seen anything Skycrag. <laughs> because they're hiding? Yes. <laughs> Uh, no, because they're just peasant people with, like, pitchforks and stuff that kill people in their sleep. Because <laughs> that's what a ninja is. Yeah. History podcast. Yeah. We're not a history podcast. Histor- history is less fun than <laughs> what we want history to be. So, it's on uh, it's on the Reddit thread um, where it announces that Scarlatch is using Discord as his announcement platform of choice. You can look through that and find links to the three new artworks, but... Dan, do you remember the new card that we were given? Yes, the bad squad strategist. <laughs> Pretty well, much. Well, I mean, squad strategist wasn't exactly something that, like... A bad squad strategist could also just be squad strategist, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Redundancy. So, the Did new card, should... yeah. which has been revealed so far, this is what we know. Arcane Monitor is 5-F-F-T-T, Heavy Influence. It, it, it does not have any stats that have been revealed so far. Now, that is fairly important, but the effect is all your other units get plus one, plus one, and Arcane Monitor gets plus one, plus one for each other unit you control. Uh, anything else, if it's on the text box, is not known at this point. But the old card, Squad Strategist, was a Combray card, which had that text plus Overwhelm, and was it a 1-1 one, one or a 0-0? Zero, zero? It was a 1-1. One, one. It was a 1-1, one, one. okay. Yeah, it was. Um, it wasn't good. No. Uh, do you... I think it was good in... Like, I think it was good in draft. I played it only in Overwhelming Rod. That was where I played it, and it was Dece, but... I mean, it was a filler. I attempted to... I attempted to play the card once in closed beta in a really weird uh, convoy tokens list along with Scepter of Nobility. Oh, that I card. Didn't, I didn't win with it at all. 
so, no. So do you think moving it into fighter is... Because... That card was not good, but Fire is a much better faction to take advantage of this type of effect. <laughs> yeah. If it had a good token generating effect at 4, I would like it a lot better. Oh, like, you mean if there was a an analog for assembly line or something yeah, at 4? Yeah, at 4. I mean, Recogulator doesn't really count. Dan's avatar is Marison's Disciple. That silence is me thinking about decks I'm going to be playing in the near future. <laughs> What do you think? Do you think oh, it's playable now? Does... Oh, playable. This card could be really bad or playable depending on its stats. Mm-hmm. If it's 1-1, one, one, it's it has a chance of seeing playing some weird blues. Um, I've heard rumors that it's a 4-4 base. Oh, gosh. A bit much more. Oh, gosh. So, okay. That'd be a monster. If there's an aggressive... Praxis Tokens deck, which Praxis Tokens is already things people have tried to play. I think with some um, success, too. Would this actually be a better card than Xenonobelisk? Because, like, you don't... Like, no, well, no. No, because the, the idea being that Xenonobelisk is for, like, winning the late game. Like, the effect on the mid game is okay, Yeah. but you really want to win the late game. And fire decks typically don't really want to get to the late game. So would having your Xenonobelisk give up that secondary buff... To have a body that can attack. Hmm. Could that potentially be, like, an upgrade? Is I, that a thing that could happen? I think you just play both. I mean, maybe. That's what it's I It's a 75 card deck, sure, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're saying, though, but I think you play Like, both. is there a world where this is the four of and Obelisk is a two of? If you... If there was some sort of protective effect in those factions, I could kind of see it. If, there, if Stand Together was Praxis, I could kind of see it. But I think it's just too fragile being a unit uh, to rely on that instead of Obelisk for your buffs. I completely agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm allowed to dream. You are. You can't stop that. <laughs> but think about it this way. Think about it this way. Arcane Monitor means that you get to your 8 on Obelisk on 5 instead. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you ever get to actual 8, then plus 3, plus 3. Um, yeah, I actually think my experience with Praxis right now tells me I think it's actually... Oh. oh. It's good, good. Keep talking. Yeah, my experience with Praxis right now says it's almost there. It's really close, I think. Um, and I would say this card almost definitely slots in. Um to what could be a very good deck coming up. Okay, okay. So, um, we're going to call it there, I think, for the show. Uh, Thundershot, have you prepared your most gut-wrenching of puns <laughs> for us? Sadly, no. Uh, no! That's okay. Yeah. After you guys butchered the last one... <laughs> I don't even remember what the last one was. Dan. Wait, do you mean the one that you gave me? Yeah. I mean, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I did it to my best. So I mean, te- technically, you did contribute the first pun that wasn't from one of us, so that is that is definitely a thing. I will. Um, I will accept that I did butcher it. You don't remember? You gave it to me. You do not remember what episode that was on, do you? Sadly, no. Okay, because otherwise, I'd just point people to go to listen to that one, and we could maybe double dip on listenership. It was real bad. Because <laughs> you know that's a totally okay thing to do. <laughs> All right, uh, I guess 
I guess there's no pun this week. Um, oh gosh, heresy. <laughs> I I should have come up with a contingency plan, and but honestly, I I don't want to touch anything because I don't want the call to drop again, and I don't want to bump the microphone or do anything stupid. <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, uh, Dan, tell us where tell us about like if people want to add you in the game or just want to say hello. There's obviously places that you can do that. My in-game name including numbers is Thundershot8999 plus 8874. As I said previously, you can find me on Reddit, Thundershot899, or on Discord, it's just Thundershot. Yeah, and I'm Tanadura plus 2385 in-game. I'm Roganaut plus 9383. And one last thing before we go is that... Uh, uh, Dan, you were one of the first people to like reach out to us as we were doing the show to say that you liked what we were doing. And you really were. It was really awesome to have you on. I'm really happy that you uh, like you've kind of stepped up and taken this role for Eternal, and that we could have you on. And that like I thought this went pretty well. I was brutally stomped in that quiz, <laughs> which I'm a little sad about. Oh. But it I was mean, really great to have you on, man. It's been long overdue to have you on the show, and we do just want to say thank you because your encouragement early on when we were starting, that meant a lot. Um, I mean, we talked to each other about, like, hey, we've got a fan, and it was really fun <laughs> talking to you. Um, I mean, whenever you've shown up on Eternal, uh, I, I always enjoy it, so just wanted to say thanks. And I would like to thank you guys, because when I was starting off, near the very beginning, I said previously how something that kept me in closed beta was the community. And very early, I stumbled upon you guys' podcast in around episode two or three, and get, seeing all this information from these two great casters oh. helped me <laughs> grow as a person and as an eternal player. And I would like to extend my most I would like to extend a thank you to both of you for everything that you guys have done to, for the eternal community oh you won that I, that I actually don't have words right now man that is <laughs> we seriously appreciate it thanks buddy yeah um yeah that, wow <laughs> I guess we'll just end it on that <laughs> we'll see you guys next week Thundershot, you're welcome to come back anytime you want, man. Will do. All right. Have a good night. Bye.